0: There's a special kind of challenge involved in coaching, instructing, nurturing a special talent. And Eddie Faulkner, to his credit, seems to be aware of that. Good morning to you. Good Wednesday morning. I'm Dan Kovacevic of DK Pittsburgh Sports. This is Daily Shot of Steelers. Comes your way bright and early every weekday if you're into hockey and or baseball. I also offer up daily shots of penguins and pirates right where you found this. Naji Harris has been the unquestioned star of camp. And when I say star, I'm not just referring to his performance. There's something about the way this kid carries himself. It's not cockiness but it's a very real confidence mixed with cool that I got to be honest with you here comes across as a star, not a star who wants to make himself a star, not a star who wants to draw attention to himself, just an actual star. That's the air that's given off. And I strongly suspect that it's not even necessarily an air that Najee wants to give off. He just is that player, that person. And infinitely more important than any of that, when you watch him going through his drills and doing special things, to use that word yet again, and then just kind of finish out the drill and go back to the huddle and line up again for the next one behind his fellow running backs. I start thinking to myself, and anytime I see this, and who knows how, how many times I've actually seen it, they'd better be able to handle this. Like They'd better be able to handle what's to come with Najee Harris. The head coach... I don't ever worry about him in this capacity. Look at the players Mike Tomlin has coached, and you're not going to have to wonder for a split second whether or not he'd be able to handle any kind of rookie who comes along. Once you've had Ben Roethlisberger, Troy Palomalu, James Harrison, and not necessarily that he was the biggest star, but one of the most... Volatile and intimidating personalities and all that other stuff. And everyone else that's been under Tomlin. I see how Tomlin is around this kid. And it's different, by the way, than I've seen him around any other kid. Where he's... Boy, I was about to say <laughs> that he almost behaves like a fan. That wouldn't be right either. But he loves this kid. He can't say anything anything that's remotely less than glowing about this kid. Maybe it's because he genuinely feels that way. I'd like to think so. Maybe it's because he recognizes and respects that, unlike the way he has to deal with other young players, where he has to light something of a fire or create competition, some of the stuff that we've talked about a lot regarding Kevin Dotson, he realizes that, that Najee doesn't need any of this. He realizes that Najee's just, just all that. But Eddie Faulkner, on the other hand, he's dealing with Najee from a very different angle as the running backs coach. He has to take a player of whom now everyone internally is envisioning greatness and he's got to kind of complete the process. He's got to make Najee into an NFL adept player at this skill or that role that he has to fulfill. He has to be able to pick up blitzes at an NFL level. He has to be able to uh, run a route or do this or that at an NFL level. And that in and of itself is a lot of pressure for a positional coach to take on. I asked Faulkner about this, and I think you'll be interested to hear his answer. Coach, when you have a player that you can see with the naked eye, the untrained eye is special, what it do for you personally as a coach, challenge-wise? You know, you feel like you have to fall, like when you have a talent like that as a coach, obviously you want to get the most out of it. So you put that pressure on yourself to make sure he knows what he's doing. Um, you know, and then you also have to make sure you're not catching yourself watching like a fan, too, because, I mean, those things that happen out there, you would be like, man, did you just see that? Um, So I always try to come with something to coach him up on, some detail, um, and, and, you know, so we can continue to push that uh, train down the track and and get him as good as he can be by game one. This portion of Daily Shot of Steelers is brought to you by Point Park University. Choose from 100 career-focused programs leading to bachelor's, master's, and doctoral degrees. Choose where and how you take in those programs, whether it's at Point Park's beautiful downtown Pittsburgh campus, whether it's online. Maybe you'd prefer a flexible hybrid format. Check out pointpark.edu for all the information you'd need on this. Pointpark.edu. going to mix sports here on you a little bit I don't like to do that it's the show's called Daily Shot of Steelers but I do cover Pittsburgh's other two teams as well and I'm reminded of when the Penguins drafted Sidney Crosby the head coach at the time was Eddie Olchick who was not just young for the job but had never ever done that thing before meaning he'd never been a head coach and. Edzo, who's one of the most lovable, beautiful humans in any walk of life in sports, was visibly overwhelmed. Not just by the job, but I could tell that it was by having this player in his fold, in in his care. And I'm convinced to this day that that's why Edzo barely lasted a calendar year coaching Crosby here in Pittsburgh. I saw with the Pirates when Andrew McCutcheon came up, he was managed by Jim Tracy, he was managed by John Russell, and neither of these individuals was up to that either. Kutch and Crosby Both had their own way of becoming great, and they did, but you could tell that there was a very different dynamic with those who managed them early in their careers. So I'll repeat that Najee's lucky to have Tomlin here, regardless of what you think of Tomlin and clock management and this and that, and whatever you'll complain about, sometimes fairly, in games, you can't ever reasonably dispute that he doesn't get the most out of his players, that he doesn't relate to his players. There's not one of them who's ever been with him who would argue that point with me right now. Not one. And again, he's not going to be floored by him. But this is a little different when you're talking about Eddie Faulkner here. And what I've seen with Faulkner that's been interesting is that he does – treat Najee a little differently. He does. It's not uncommon at all in these practices, and it won't surprise me at all if I see it again this afternoon at Hinesfield to have Faulkner and Harris by themselves on the sideline, working on some other drill while the rest of the running back pack is doing something else together as a group on the field. You'll see just Faulkner... And Harris doing uh, a drill where maybe he has to run around a certain thing or they're discussing a pattern. It usually appears to me to have something to do with the passing game. And maybe that makes some sense, too, considering how the Steelers have made very, very clear through both word and deed that Najee's going to be really involved in that component. I'm here to, to say more than anything on this subject, that I really like the way the Steelers have not shrunken from the duty that's at hand. They haven't said to Najee, hey, listen, kid, you're just another blah, 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 blah. Benny Snell's been here longer than you. Go stand in line behind Benny Snell, or something to that effect. They haven't done that. They haven't done that. The head coach hasn't done it. The positional coach hasn't done it. And their right to not do that this does appear to be a special player react to it in a special way when we come back just one question Welcome back. It's time for Just One Question. That's always brought to you by the personal injury law firm of Luxembourg, Garbit, Kelly, and George. That's LGKG. They represent people who are hurt in car accidents, who need help with workers' comp, who filed medical malpractice claims. The attorneys at LGKG have been designated super lawyers for over 15 years. That's reserved for the top 5% of all attorneys in Pennsylvania. Learn more at LGKG.com. Question comes from Paul, who asks, Given what you've seen, isn't it time to get something of value for Jordan Berry, an established NFL punter, to some punter-starved team? You know, there aren't a lot of trades involving punters, Paul, so I'm not sure what you have in mind. Uh, Jordan Berry is the classic, arguably the ultimate example of the player at a position where another team can just say, listen, we have a pretty good notion here that Pittsburgh's not going to keep two punters on the 53, and we kind of like both of them, so we're going to wait to see how this plays out and just get the guy for nothing. Now, Danny Smith, the special teams coach, yesterday said all kinds of really... Happy, happy stuff about Barry. This is the best he's ever punted. Uh, He's been really responsible. Uh, His distance has been good. His hang time has been good. His directional placement has been good. His inside 20 has been good. And when he's gotten out there in the preseason games, he's been good. And let's not forget that Jordan Barry also has the whole, you know, being spooked by the third level of stadiums way in his past. He's been around. He's also held the ball for Chris Boswell on kicks for a long time, which is another significantly understated but really important component to this. Would I keep Presley Harvin? Sure. Would you? I'm betting that you would. He's a blast. He's a literal blast, the way the ball explodes off of his foot. But this isn't a season where you can take someone and hope and experiment. You've got to be sure about it. Maybe the Steelers are. Maybe, maybe Smith was just floating something out there in hopes of what you're describing, where someone can think that the Steelers are just being crushed right now by this decision about how to pick between, you know, these two spectacular future Ray Guy level punters. Maybe they are and maybe they aren't. Maybe this was spoken just for public consumption. Maybe it wasn't. I believe, I believe Harvin is going to be this team's starting punter. I don't believe that you invest a seventh-round draft pick in a punter without being at least reasonably sure he's going to be your guy. But you know what? Ask me again after Saturday. Because it was Barry that got out there in the first half in Philadelphia and got off a bunch of kicks. All of them were effective. Harvin was supposed to be the punter in the second half. Guess what? Never had a chance to punt. Didn't have a chance to show what he could do. So maybe that one's still in play. Maybe it is. I appreciate the question. I appreciate everybody listening to Daily Shot of Steelers. We'll do another one of these tomorrow.